Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, welcome to another VRL USA podcast. This is Alan and I have Siddharth with me. Good morning. Oh, sorry, afternoon where you are. Actually, it's afternoon mm-hmm. here. Good afternoon. Yeah. So, Sid, you, among our august group of uh, writers, Virial aficionados, are one of the few who can remember the last time we made it to the final eight of the Champions League, which was back in 2008-2009. Um, and here we are again. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's something. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think the more time goes on as well. Uh, you know, I think Javi, Javi Mata was talking about it, that sort of this generation of VRL fans is expects to win trophies and they expect to have these long extended runs in Europe. Whereas, you know, I'd say certainly the older generation remembering the, the Tercera days on the cow patch, um, you know, the, all of this is crazy to them. I'm sort of somewhere in the middle, perhaps. I don't think I could ever say that you could uh, expect something like this. Um, but by the same token, yeah, we've been there and done it before. I will say, though, I think the feeling's a little bit different now in the sense that maybe we were a little happy to get there before. Um Whereas now, you know, Juventus, I think there was there was an expectation that we could win that tie. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When when I'm not sure that would have been the case way back when. Right. I yeah. I think it, it, I think when you go back to the to the 2000s, and Virial made it to the course to the to the semis one year and then the quarters mm-hmm. another. It mm-hmm. it probably. Losing both times to Arsenal. Right, right. It probably seemed that this was going to be something that you might be able to do on a recurring basis. And of course, the reality is, is that, um, I mean, for one thing, the competitions have have changed a lot over the years in terms of the, you know, which teams qualify and, and everything else. And of course, there's more and more, far more money in football um, than there was um, you know, almost 20 years ago, even 15 years ago. So I think for uh, from our standpoint, it is just kind of, it's, it's really, we thought we could be, we could defeat Juventus. I mean, that seemed like a reasonable draw for us. And we, and we did, but you know, when you look at, when you look at, uh, the eight clubs, um, I, I think just you know looking at the at the other clubs there and and seeing Virial's name among them, it's like wow, this is really quite an achievement. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to to give a a sample of some of the players who were starting, you did have you know Senna, Rossi, uh, Connie, Godin, Gonzalo, um, 
Capdevila, but you also had players in our starting 11. Angel Lopez, Eguren, Ibagaza, Joseba Llorente. Um, so, and then, you know, our substitutes off the bench in that match, Robert Perez, obviously with class, but certainly uh, older. Mm-hmm. Guille Franco, Mati Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Unused substitutes included Nihat and Javi Venta. So, you know, just <laughs> in terms of quality, uh, Fabri Fuentes was also on the bench. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty pretty different in terms of what we were talking about. Arsenal at that time had Adebayor, Samir Nasri, Fabregas. Um, yep, definitely. And, and I think that's the thing if you look at the Juventus tie. I mean, okay, Vlaovic certainly I think would would have gotten more fanfare. Um, but then you know, you could make a case that you know, of the next five or six best players on the pitch, many of them were ours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, certainly it seemed like we had the better center backs, uh, as as I think the game mm-hmm. unfolding showed. Um, right. I think we seem to have more creativity on the wings. Um, and, um, you know, our, our keeper stood taller than theirs. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, mm-hmm. it's not a case anymore, you know, unless you're talking about the very top tier of team, which we certainly will be when we're talking about the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. But if you take out, call it you know, the top five teams in the world, when you're going sort of man by man, it's no more, oh, yeah, I'd take basically every guy on that team over who we have. That's mm-hmm. just that's not the case. Um, right. And I think that's maybe the, the biggest thing of sort of how far have we come. Um, yeah, yeah. Which was it was always so dependent before to be, you know, better than the sum of the parts. And the other team had to be worse than their individuals were. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. the. It, it's not such a big divide. Uh, and you see that kind of when, you know, we held Juventus scoreless for 180 some minutes after mm-hmm. scoring in the first minute of the first leg. Right, so right. that's, you know, yes, there was a crossbar and a post and, you know, enough chances, but the, still the absolute result is, is impressive. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, that the, um, I'd have to go back and look and see who we played in the 2008-9, um, who was in our group. Was that when we played Lille? I honestly don't remember. Lille would have been the the first time out when we, when we made the semis. Oh, that was okay. the Lille-Benfica-Man United group. But Man United was also in our group in 08-09. Okay. You would be pressing me to remember who it was beyond that, but I shall... Look as we are talking. Um, yeah, but I, I was. Oh, okay. Here it is. Alborg and Alborg Celt- and Celtic. So. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. So Celtic. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you think about that. I mean, that's the other. That's the other thing is that now. I mean, I mean in, yeah, our, our in our group was a heck of a lot better this time than that one. <laughs> it certainly was. I mean, I I think yeah. um, I, I think that uh, Atalanta were you know really. A really good side, um, mm-hmm. and young I mean, boys, even young boys. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, 
So I think that's I think that's a lot of it too. Is that the quality of of clubs overall has has is much different um, than we saw certainly back when we got to the semis, but even when we got to the quarters last time. So yeah, I mean it, it was a and at this level you're always going to ride your luck a little bit, and we did with the one um, shot off the off the bar, I guess. But mm-hmm. but. Um, Overall, I I um, was really impressed that I think the fact that Juventus in midfield just really didn't seem to have a lot of creative ideas. Um, you know, it's always it, it's always good when the when you're playing away and and the home fans are whistling, <laughs> which mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. started to happen about sixty sixty five minutes in. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think I think that was a real um you kind of have some confidence and then and then um going to Gerard, I mean uh Yeah, I was going to say I think our our manager also out out coached them on that front because mm-hmm. um you know, Dybala only came in when they needed a goal. Um Gerard is the one who made the goal that made the difference in the tie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, I'm not sure if Dubal is only good for 15 minutes or what have you. But in terms of the impact of the best player on the team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our guy came in and seemed to make it and uh, theirs did not. Right. And I could tell that Gerard was, you know, was a little was a little rusty, but, mm-hmm. you know, not totally not not totally fit. But. His. For sure, and I think I, I think the hope as a VRL fan certainly would have been that he would have gotten some minutes on the weekend in the league. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. seeing that he did not, I think it was very much a you know maybe maybe he's got twenty minutes kind of on at at seventy five percent right, but, and that's you know he's your best player, and I think you know. Mm-hmm. Given there was a need for him in the tie at that point, you had to go down swinging and see what he had. Right, exactly, and I think that, and I think the fact that you bring him in, that and and you change the way that we're you change the way that we're playing. You bring you bring in Samu. You suddenly it's like you've been you've been defending, 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 trying to make occasional breaks out um, for seventy minutes, and then you bring on Gerard and and you start pu- pushing further forward, and you have that link up that you didn't have before. Um, that that's uh, really was really um, I, I'm sure even Unai didn't expect it to to be so successful so soon, but um, mm-hmm. but you know it it was and um, and you know three nil and the I mean Chukwueze really should have gotten the third goal if the referee mm-hmm. had had allowed the advantage to continue, but we you know mm-hmm. Danjuma got mm-hmm. the penalty and. And the second goal was um, a sort of hideous marking from um, from the Juventus center backs, as you as you mentioned. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I, but also speaks to something that's been a strength of, of the team with Emery. That's right. I mean, so you, been, you 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 have to work on it for for those things to happen, and mm-hmm. they have, and, and it mm-hmm. turned into success. I, I was going to note two thousand eight, two thousand nine to go along with the. Uh, consistent thing that when in Europe something catastrophic happened domestically. This was when we lost to Poli Hito in the Copa del Rey 6-1 aggregate. So, <laughs> okay. 
All right. Yep. Yes, I think I tried to forget that. But yeah, yeah but, that's, yeah. but that's right. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that now we're. So we were talking about this a little before we before earlier, but okay. So now we're in the we're in the quarterfinals against Bayern Munich, which are one of the favorites, I would say, to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, probably second favorite. Okay, I think City, City, you'd have to put as the favorite. Yeah, um, but you were saying that of the two halves of the draw, you'd rather be in this one. Why is that? Yeah, and again, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is sort of the if you're trying to maximize your goal, which in some ways, to me, I, I feel like you are. Um, in the sense of, you know, getting through the first knockout round was a big achievement in 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 its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting there, yes, you got there because the Europa League, you managed to make it out of the group. Perhaps that was because, in part, you got seated in the in the top, you know, top bracket when, based on the coefficient, we wouldn't have been. So, you know, maybe a little bit of little bit of some sort of uh, favoritism given for winning the title last year. But I mean, this was a clean draw mm-hmm. and certainly, mm-hmm. you know, we came into it as a second place team. Um, you know, there were easier draws certainly uh, mm-hmm. out of, out of what there was. And, you know, we, we made a count. Um, and again, I, I mean, you have to credit the, the team's response to take it on the chin at home in the first minute of the tie and then not concede after that. I mean, that is, that is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I, I don't think, and thinking back on 08, 09, reading that we really controlled much of the, the first leg against Arsenal. Adebayor scored. We sort of hung on to the one, one at home. And then we were, we, you know, we were second fiddle uh, in that second leg. Mm-hmm. And again, you could have seen the one nil Juventus sat back, but you know, we, we took it to them. We deserved to win that first leg and maybe we didn't certainly didn't deserve to win by three nil, but obviously some of that was window dressing, mm-hmm. but even call it, let's say probably, you know, a draw uh, on balance was, was, uh, a fair result in Italy, then, you know, we deserved to win the first leg. We just didn't, didn't score the second goal. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not a kind of crazily unfair result. And, and I will say one other thing that I think um, also because of the kind of pro EPL bias that there is in, in some of the circles we see, um, particularly in the U S and then I, being lumped in in the same set of matches as what Atletico did to Man United, I think has also cast this in somewhat of a light because I know Allegri came out and said, you know, very negative football that they played. They were just looking to get the penalties. I mean, I don't think this was an Atletico performance by, by any stretch of the imagination. You know, there weren't there weren't guys rolling around holding their leg for five minutes. You know, <laughs> the the guys on the bench yelling at the officials like that. That's not what happened. Right. Yes. Did we decide we were going to sort of play an extremely open game? No. But 
think we realized when they scored in the first minute of the tie that that was probably not a great idea um, from right. our perspective, leaving our center backs sort of to deal with Vlaovic one-on-one in space mm-hmm. uh, was, mm-hmm. was not going to do well. Um, right. But, you know, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called this a negative performance. I would have called it an away performance, sure. Um, but you know, we didn't. We didn't sit back. We did try and push forward. Um, there were opportunities, and, and again, we're missing our best player. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I think there's also, and they were missing theirs. Um, so so you know, I think, and and think of how much they sat back in the first leg. They sat back for 89 minutes. Um, sure. So, so anyways, just there, there was some sort of kind of the, you know, this, the scoreline really belied what happened. Well, that's true to an extent, but it, it also wasn't the smash and grab that Atletico pulled. Right. Right. I, I think also, I mean, of course, Allegri is going to say what he says. I mean, mm-hmm. the opposing coach is always going to have a bitter, bitter taste when when you lose a match like mm-hmm. that. But and and of course, they brought him back to advance in the Champions get League. Past this so point. I think it's, yes, it's a bitter right. failure for him on on multiple levels. Right. But I was also going to say though, it also it's also there's a difference between the not just the the people who know who who are Villarreal fans, but it's like people who don't follow Villarreal and have very little knowledge of our roster um, and how we play have how we play generally probably don't have the it probably did seem more negative to them than than I think it would to us just because we understand sort of what our limitations are. We understand we don't have. We, we didn't have Gerard, we didn't have Paco, we didn't have any, um, for whatever reason, um, Emery doesn't seem to play Bulaidia, so we didn't have a, a true striker. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, those sorts of things, uh, I think, at the end of the day, I would, it's a smash and grab when you look, when you look at it and you say, well, if you played this match, 10 times the other club would have won eight of them or something. In this case, I honestly didn't see that. I mean, yes, three nil was, was flattering, but frankly, Juventus after about the first 10 minutes of the second half just seemed frustrated. And I think, I think mm-hmm. they I, didn't threaten. They at didn't all. threaten at all. I think I, I just don't remember um, anything, you know, that that they did, other than um, Blahovich trying to win penalties that weren't there, <laughs> you know, falling down whenever he could. But there was not anything. There, there was no link-up play. There was nothing that that ever threatened to break us down. I don't think in the second half. I, I'm not remembering anything. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and there was very little in the first leg, right? They got that goal and that was really about that it. That was really about um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um so okay. But so, I have a feeling the quarterfinals will be different. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, so. yeah, so what so how do you how do you see uh, if you were Unai Emery, how would you prepare about for this quarterfinal? How you've got our your first leg at home. So mm-hmm. How do you do? You come out swinging and try to score a couple of goals, and and uh, what do you do? 
Yeah. So first of all, I mean, congratulations to him also, because that yes. was a big step for him, never yes. having advanced. Um, so, you know, in so many ways, as you say, particularly based on the draw, but again, really being drawn against anybody that was not Benfica, we, we wouldn't, you know, nobody would give us any more than call it 35, 40% chance to go through. Right. Um, right. so, you know, if we're 80, 20 here versus 60, 40 in another tie, it's not, not meaningful. We're going to be favorites. Right. Um, so, so big, big step for him. And now, you know, he gets to do what he loves to do, right? Which is he's got a little bit of time to game plan, um, set up the match. Key thing will be hopefully his best player not called up by Spain. So has an international break in between here to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only two games on either side. You know, he can choose how he wants to use him. Does he want to use them to get him minutes? Does he want to not use him just to rest him up? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would expect we see him at 100% um, and starting in the first leg, which is great news because mm-hmm. uh, it really solves the sort of cavalcade of things in the lineup that have followed, um, which which have created an issue. I think it puts Danuma in a more natural position. Um, Latelso is probably on the bench to start, but, you know, a super sub. Uh, in terms of the kind of impact he made. I think he shouldn't have been understated. He was fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, coming in on loan uh, and and fitting in like he has, has been quite impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, again, not on the score sheet, but but dangerous uh, looking for the ball lively. Um, But it solves some of those problems. Hopefully Foyt as well is, is able to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Aurier played well, but we know that, you know, Foyt was basically essentially the man of the match in the Europa League final um, and, and has really been great in Europe. Uh, so that's a big upgrade. Mm-hmm. And we, we're going to need that <laughs> is, is how I would look at it. And, and again, I think Capu's fitness had been off and on. Obviously, he played. Um, but so I would like to think we're more at full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got a big challenge. I mean, they they come at you. you know, the one the one thing we've talked about matchup wise, though, that is interesting, and Juventus was somewhat of a hard matchup, particularly given how early the goal went in in the first leg. Teams that sit back and let us play, we we have trouble breaking down. Mm-hmm. That is not going to be Bayern. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. should be chances. Um, you know, I like our chances of scoring in both legs. Mm-hmm. I also like our chances of conceding in both legs. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, four or five goals on aggregate is probably what you need to go through. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, I, I don't expect this to be a, a two, one tie. Um, right. which is you know essentially what this what, one what was this one. yeah until yeah um, yeah i mean Bayern will leave spaces for you um mm-hmm. the trick is whether you can get behind them i kind of think i would almost um i think uh manu trigueros is going to be much more suited to this tie than the juventus mm-hmm. one for exactly mm-hmm. that reason because he's going to be um he's a player who's really good at passing into space as Parejo is, mm-hmm. as, as Powell is. 
And so mm-hmm. I think a I think a good question I think for us to to um, have a good chance of scoring um, multiple times, which is what it's going to take. It, you're going to have to be able to get those um, those passes into space and you know run and and use um, you know whether it's running into sp- somebody running into space um, behind or whether you're getting the ball out to Gerard to um, to then link up with somebody else. I think it's going to be important for us to um, not be. We can't be pushed back the way we were by Juventus so much. We've, we've got to be, but I, th- I think it'll be a fun tie. I mean, I think I think from the standpoint of Villarreal, generally we have had, admittedly, we've lost to Bayern the only two times we played them, and Bayern are certainly um, a step above the German clubs we've played before. But our record against German clubs is not bad um, mm-hmm. because we tend to be we tend to match up reasonably well with the style that they play anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Again, I think there's Bayern and then there's all the other German clubs. Right. Um, right. So, so that's certainly something again, Lewandowski, you know, he's <laughs> Vlaovic is probably top five or somewhere about. I mean, mm-hmm. Lewandowski is top two. Yeah. Um, if, if not, you know, the number one guy. So he, he, you know, the, the bar that Lovic sh- shot, you know, that that's going in for Lewandowski. So mm-hmm. we, we cannot allow the, the number of chances that we did. Um, so, so that's going to be incumbent on defending better for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, again, I, I think you'd have to say they're solid favorites. Uh, but you know, I'd give us maybe thirty percent. And I think to your question on how do you set up in the first leg, I think you have to set up to make sure there is all to play for in the second leg. Mm-hmm. So I think again, a one-one would not be a terrible result, um, particularly with the lack of away goals. Again, it's not like Bayern we're going to set up to to close up shop when they go home. Right. Um, right. You know, you'd you'd love to take an advantage, but I don't I don't think you sort of uh, go all out and risk losing by say two goals, um, mm-hmm. and give yourself essentially no shot for the return leg. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. I, I think it's important to sort of try and keep possession, try and keep control of the game, because um, I think once once it gets a little bit out of control, they actually have the horses to really make you pay. And the big difference I see, you know, from them and uh, Juventus is just the wingers are so dangerous, and mm-hmm. the wingers are scoring threat wingers also. They're not just they're, they're creative players, right? So your Sane, Musiala, you know Thomas Muller, um, you know they they will they will make the most of their chances. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you you get the game a little bit too open. You know again where we often struggle is in that transition of turning the turning the ball over kind of near the edge of the opponent's penalty box mm-hmm. and getting hit on the break. Um, 
and these these guys will will do that and and make you pay for it. Right. I think that's the that's the thing is that we really have to be careful of uh, not not turning the ball over. Um, certainly not in dangerous positions, but but generally we've got to we've got to be pretty pretty good at, at possessing it. But when we've got it, because we are not going to be able, they will flood men forward when they get a break, mm-hmm. and and we will not be able to have any. <laughs> um, you know, if they're on top of their game, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for us to uh, to control that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's I think it probably on paper you're probably right about 70, 30, 80, uh, 75, 25 chance that that uh, Bayern goes through, but if if we are able to turn that around and, and progress ourselves, you'd probably rather be facing Liverpool or certainly Benfica in the semis than you would um, Chelsea or Man City or, or uh, Real Madrid or Atleti, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you had started there. Sort of if, if you're looking, you know, I really think the progression one round was a big achievement. I think the next thing you'd say is sort of losing the quarterfinals, losing the semifinals, kind of not not a you know a lot of money to progress further, but you know the big thing from this point would be making the final again. Yeah. And I think you know you know you're going to have to go through two decent teams to do it. I probably would say this side of the draw you have two slightly weaker decent teams. Um so and and I also think just you know there's a certain excitement about not playing another Spanish team, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and you know it, it makes the European experience seem more European. I should also note we've basically lost every time. <laughs> I was going to say I would, yeah when we were talking uh, about the draw so, on um, before it happened and people were saying well, what would who would you rather have and and several people were saying well I we'd be happy with another Spanish side because we've we've played well against them in the league. And it's like, yeah, but we always lose. All come to mind that we've lost to in knockout ties. I wonder if we've ever progressed through a Spanish side. Not that I recall. Not that I remember. So, I mean, we lost to Valencia yeah. in the UEFA cup semis. Right. The semis. We yep. lost to Sevilla. Sevilla has knocked us out. Yeah. I think yeah. Atleti has knocked us out of the Europa league too. From yeah, it could be right. I just, I just don't think we. I don't know that we ever have. It's a good question, but, but I think it, it is, um, it is. Yeah, there's something about it being more European, as you say, that you mm-hmm. that you'd like to um, that you'd like to um, focus on, and I think, you know, to me, it's like I just, and just just imagine if we manage to play it, you know, Juventus, Bayern, and call it. Yeah, either one of those stadiums, but Anfield or you know Stadio de Luz. Uh, yeah, that's quite a quite a set of trips for the <laughs> for the local folks to get to have uh, yeah, in terms indeed. of the places to go in European football. Having already done um, Old Trafford, right, so right, group stage. Yeah. Well, I think that yeah, I, I uh, it's kind of. I just hope that a lot of those younger fans will realize that how special this is because as mm-hmm. we were saying it's you can't you can't count on it every year and you can't mm-hmm. even count on being in Europe every year so so you know when you make it and you have a good run like this it's it's uh, wonderful I mean the money is great I think we were 
um, just from without counting the TV money and the um, and that money at the start from the uh, what, from the coefficients, I think we're mm-hmm. around forty-eight million euros, and that's great. And I'm sure it'll be over sixty by the time you add in those other things. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it's I mean, it's also being being measured against against the best. You know, I think it'll be really interesting to see how we fare against against one of the two favorites in the competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one other thing that is good that it didn't look like a few weeks ago uh, is that and this is a little bit weird of a setup in that it's right after the international break that we we have the two legs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is good that Bayern still have something to play for in the league. It looked like the Bundesliga was going to be a complete runaway. Um, but Dortmund have cut it to four points. Right. So. And they do have a game with Dortmund a couple weeks after ours, um, mm-hmm. which looks like it'll be a decider. So the game after the international break for them is away to Freiburg, who surprisingly are sitting in a Champions League place currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in between they have home against Augsburg, who is near relegation. But, right, right. you know, they won't be able to just kind of sit all of their guys um, mm-hmm. around the tie, right. um, you know, which I think is always a little bit of a concern with the teams in quote-unquote yeah. lesser leagues, if you will. Right. Um, right. Or, or just, you know, buyers, Bayern's dominance of, of the Bundesliga. But, you know, and, and they were way ahead at earlier points this year, but actually they have, they drew at Hoffenheim. They drew to Leverkusen. They drew against Salzburg in the first leg of the champions league. They lost to Bochum. They lost at home to München Gladbach. And all of that is since the turn of the year. So form has not been immaculate for them either. Now, of course, I'm ignoring that they scored seven against Salzburg <laughs> in the second, <laughs> in the leg. second leg. Yeah, let's yeah. not, let's they not have bring put up. <laughs> they have put up four, I think, five other times this yeah. calendar year. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Perhaps I am uh, half, half, glass half full uh, in, in how I'm looking at it. But right. as you say, nothing to lose. There, there's absolutely lose. no expectation. We can, we can do this. Um, and again, you know, they have a great coach, but I'll take our guy. Yeah. Uh, certainly in terms of the studying and planning and making sure the players know tendencies and what to do. Um, mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's right, up, right up at the top. And, you know, and I think we talked about this too when we hired him. He's still got that chip on his shoulder. Right. I mean, even winning the Europa League, I think he's still got a chip on his shoulder because he'd already done that. He'd already done this that. Is the yeah. Piece, yeah. This is the piece he hasn't, you know, big thing for him to get through the next round. But, I mean, now imagine coaching Villarreal and beating Bayern Munich. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the kind of thing that gets his name back in the talk because, again, as much as we'd like it, he's not staying here forever. You want to get him back in the top you know, talk for a, another top, top coaching job or, you know, a mm-hmm. Spanish job, right, um, right. this, this would be the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're just going to wait and, and, uh, see what happens. And, um, but it's, it's, uh, 
It's fun been... to still be talking about the Champions League in April. How's that? Yeah. Because you know, even after the first two matches of the group stage, we weren't quite sure if that would happen. Right, um, right. So, yeah. We've pretty nice. Pretty nice indeed. Well, great talking to you as always. And uh, on behalf of Sid, this is Alan saying end of Virial and the best is yet to come, right? Yep. <laughs>